Well, signing up for websites usually involves entering your name, email, age, and gender. And unfortunately, that includes on car insurance forms where I really am tempted to tick the female box so that I can get the cheaper premiums. Now, I don't have a problem with giving my gender because I assume it helps businesses cater better to the two genders. Whoops, I said two genders. Bob, there are not two genders. There are actually 50 to 60 genders and counting. There is no limit. But the problem is that because most businesses have figured out for the last couple of thousand years that you're born either male or female, then Houston, apparently, we have a problem. So when you're filling in this form online, if you're lucky, uh, there might be a gender diverse option. But that label doesn't come anywhere close to capturing the diversity of gender identities that exist outside the naughty, evil female male binary. Well, never fear. The woke business spark, along with an activist group, have created Beyond Binary Code. Uh, and gender, being born male and female, is bad, bad, bad. You are forced to misidentify yourself. Apparently, you have to lie. You have to lie because you have to tell a biological truth on a form. Simply being asked for your birth sex is now bad. If you've never questioned your gender, you probably don't notice how often you get gendered online. But as a non-binary person, it affects me every single day. If a form has a field that's asking for someone's gender and there are only two choices, people are going to lie. You are forced to choose male or female and then you're forced to misidentify yourself. Well, never fear, Spark don't keep you waiting on hold, do they? So they have so much spare time, so they've developed a resource so other woke businesses can copy-paste this customizable HTML code into their website to collect data in a more inclusive way. Binary is a piece of code that can be added to any website, rewriting the internet to be more inclusive. Co-created with Rainbow Communities, it helps companies know when and how to ask for gender information. It gives businesses true data on their customers. Opening space for people like me. When I go on a website and they do have an option for non-binary and the gender field is optional, then I feel seen. It's really cool when businesses do hold space for people like us. It just allows people to be themselves. Well, there you go. And uh, apparently this is the code that you will get. And as you can see, it's all about preferred pronouns and buying into the gender ideology. According to the activists, the project is an example of how businesses can enact deep listening and be open to what you can contribute to a particular movement. So it's not to fact or reality, but a particular movement. Now, to add to the confusion, StatsNZ, which is the government statistician who we've blasted on McBlog previously about their data reporting, have just updated recommendations on statistical standards for collecting gender data. Have a look at this. Following public consultation with gender identity activists and probably no one else, and definitely not paediatricians, 
StatsNZ found that the way we collect gender data in New Zealand doesn't reflect the true diversity of gender identity in Aotearoa, never mind the need for accuracy in biological differences. And so here's this convoluted map of how they figure out what they collect, how they should collect it, and why they should collect it. And remember, of course, the politicians can't figure out gender for birth certificates either. Now, the US Institute of Medicine hosted a conference entitled Sex Specific Reporting of Scientific Research. It was sponsored by the Office of Research on Women's Health of the National Institutes of Health. And the workshop explored the need for sex specific reporting of scientific results. And this is what it said. It said this, there is a great need to identify biologic and physiologic differences between men and women and to understand the implications of the differences for diagnosis and treatment. For example, more women than men take antidepressants. Women respond more slowly and less likely to achieve an optimal response to treatment for depression, and women are more likely to stop using the medication uh, using the medication because of adverse events. There are many other examples of differences that are not fully understood. Female athletes, especially those in contact sports, sustain a higher percentage of concussions during play than male athletes do. Transplantation of donor organs from females is less successful than transplantation from males. Many diseases place a heavier burden on women than on men. For example, heart disease, cancer, rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, and osteoporosis. However, treatment guidelines are large, uh, based largely on data on men. Sex-specific reporting helps to define the most appropriate population for treatment and to determine whether benefits or harms differ by sex. Exactly. I mean, how do we figure out the gender pay gap if we can't quite nail down the gender? But never mind that, with the help of StatsNZ and with our virtue signaling friends at Spark, we can mask the data, mask the truth, mask the biology, but be real woke. Ironically, in all of this, I was looking at the latest genderbred person, uh, which is up to version four, and which demonstrates everything you need to know about gender identity, gender expression, anatomical sex, attraction, it's all very exhausting. But note how identity or expression or sex point towards either womanness or manness, femininity or masculinity, femaleness or maleness. In other words, the binary, male and female, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Uh, and another classic example was uh, Royal Dutch Airlines got into a pickle a few years ago when their social justice message backfired. It showed rainbow seatbelts captioned, it doesn't matter who you click with. But people complained that the promo only represented two genders, not others. You just can't win. And uh, somebody commented, that the only way to survive a crash is to buckle up uh, male and female, which uh, ironically is true as well. Male and female work. Ask any electrician or plumber. In fact, let me leave you with this little training video from an electrics company in the US highlighting the importance of male to female for safety and functionality and what can go wrong. Maybe this is compulsory viewing for some Spark employees. Times we hear from our customers about using a cord which has two male plug sides. At first, this may sound like a quick and easy solution, but it is a rather dangerous option. When you plug in such a cord, there will be electricity flowing to the exposed plug. There can be electrical arcing, which is incredibly dangerous to any living thing. If this is touched, you can get shocked. If it is touched by something else, it could potentially start a fire. 
Even if you are the extremely careful type, we still recommend staying away from cords where both sides are a plug. Even if you think you will be the only one to use it, you can never be too sure. There is always a possibility of someone else getting their hands on it and getting hurt. Not only that, but they do not follow any codes, and electricians won't use them because they can lose their license. Yeah, well, it's uh, pretty obvious um, male and female do matter, and it, it feels like you're stating the obvious, but in today's confused, woke culture, maybe we need to state the obvious. Mm -hmm.